Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the Silver King's letters entitled Dearest Ones from May of 1945 in Europe. The war in Europe has ended and the Silver King is sharing news with his parents and working to explain what the options may be for him in settling scores in other parts of the world. As he writes to his family from Germany on May 18th, 1945. Dearest ones, it was truly grand hearing from you today. I have your letters of May 2, 8, and 10. Why the others haven't arrived, I don't know. Also, I have your package which was sent for my birthday. The fruitcake was really delicious. Thanks a million. You certainly had a grand visit, and I can understand how you hated to leave. It was swell Sylvia got there. You must have had a wonderful reunion. Now that I know Cece is definitely there with you, I am very glad, as I am sure she is good company for you. Too bad you had to be on the train during all the celebration for VE Day. I can imagine how the people must have gone wild at the announcement. If only the war in the Pacific was over, there would be real reason to celebrate. I'm glad you realized that I might be sent to the Pacific. With this in mind, my going won't be such a surprise. I still don't know anything definite as yet, so we can just keep hoping for the best. However, the best rumors have it that we are going home in four to six months. I suppose it would take that long for things to run smoothly enough to get us out of here. At the present, I'm not doing a damn thing, but sitting on my fanny and reading everything I can get my hands on. It's a little boring. Yesterday, I received the shock of my life. I received a letter from Festy, you know, my old pilot who was shot down in February. It was the first word anyone had heard of the crew since that fatal day. When I saw his name on the envelope, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I'm more than happy to say that the whole crew is in good shape. They were taken prisoners after they had bailed out and were liberated about three weeks ago. Now they are on their way back to the States, which they deserve. Next to the war ending, it's the best news I've had yet. For Festy was like a brother to me, and I had never really gotten over losing him. But now that I know he is safe, I feel like a new man. I can just imagine how his folks must feel. You might write Fomby's folks, but I'm sure they must know by now. No, I haven't heard from Johnson. I suppose he is having too much fun to write. Undoubtedly, you have him confused with Ellis, because Ellis was my pilot, and he is the one that made captaincy. 
Johnson was our roommate. I'm fine and thinking of you constantly, hoping you're well. Love to Cece and Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. As our hero, the Silver King, reflects on his relationship with Jack Festy and his guys, it's important to remember that Stanley had just turned 22. He was young, but by the time of his writing, a veteran. And the relationship that the king had with Festy's boys was uh, certainly a, a version of his band of brothers. They were warriors together, young men who managed to train and fly and live through the war and became very close. And I'm not sure in thinking about my father's life that he ever again had that kind of relationship with any other men. As the Silver King wrote from Germany in May of 1945, and this on the 21st, Dearest ones, all the fellows have gone to the movies, so for a change it's quiet and conducive to writing. And that's why I didn't go with them. It isn't very often I have such a chance. Well, that's as good as an excuse as any. Happily, I received all of your very sweet letters today, May 11, 12, and 14. I feel guilty hearing from you so often while you aren't receiving mine. I know I haven't been writing as regularly as before, but you should have heard from me since April 20th. Undoubtedly, something has holed up the mail. I really am sorry to cause you to worry. Maybe it will clear up soon. I'm glad you're having so much fun with Cece there. I'm sure she and you are enjoying yourselves immensely. You should persuade her to stay longer. It would be good for all of you. I was sorry to hear about Joe Robin's mother. Please extend my condolences. Funny, you never mentioned Dodie. Have you fallen out? You act just like children. I was surprised to hear Evelyn Bailey had a girl. Joe must be a proud papa. He certainly will make a good father. I'm anxious to hear how Lee makes out in Washington. It will be ironical if he is drafted now. Up to VE Day, I had flown 27 actual missions, but with credits it was boosted to 31. That gives me the air medal with four clusters. Now, don't be putting that into service, man. I've had enough publicity for always. When you see the rabbi... Just don't talk to him about me, and I'll never write him because I'm too ashamed. I still don't know what's going to happen to us. It seems we're going back to France. For how long, no one knows. It may be one year, six months, or one week. Whichever it may be, I figure the longer I remain here, the less chance I have of going to the Pacific. For sure, once I return to the States, it would only be three or four months before I go out again. You see, flying personnel must serve two tours of duty 
before they can remain in the States for good. And though I miss you terribly and want nothing more than to be home again, I feel I'm better off here under the existing circumstances. At least I'm not being shot at here. This has been a miserable day, raining all day and a bit chilly. I've been inside all day and feel like a caged animal. Yesterday it was just the opposite, beautiful and warm. We have a car which was given to us when we took the trip into the Ruhr. It was a Wehrmacht car and taken by the military government and given to us for the asking. It's a real convenience. Yesterday afternoon, a buddy and myself drove into Venlo. It was just like being home and taking a ride on Sunday afternoon. We met two young ladies and took a ride in the country. It was lots of fun, especially trying to master the Dutch language. Outside of that, it was like being in the States again. So it really isn't a bad life. And Wednesday, I'm going to Brussels on a three-day pass. I haven't been there yet, but I hear it's quite the place. Some say it's even better than Paris. I'll write the details when I return. I'm fine and thinking of you constantly, hoping you're well. Love to Cece and Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley's writing reflects a bit of relaxation as he's enjoying a post-war spring in Europe. They have a car. They've been traveling a little bit. And he is preparing for a three-day pass and his first visit to Brussels. He's excited, and from the word and descriptions of other folks, it's possible that Brussels will be better than Paris. For the king, that creates some imaginative thinking. And we have reached the end of part three of the Silver King's Letters, Dearest Ones, from Europe in May of 1945. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.